Hello, kings and queens. You're listening to Affirmations of Excellence, an offering of personal devotions to fuel your week. I am your guide, Ariel Ellis, and I'm so excited to create a space of encouragement and inspiration for each of you. The person who lives a life of excellence is one who is willing to do and to dare. As living souls made in God's image, we are not called to mediocrity. We are called to excellence. Excellence is the result of a prosperous, well-lived, and fulfilled life. And this podcast is for those who sense a royal calling on your life. Those who are learning to hear God's voice and clarity and need motivation for the assignment. And who want to live out his calling with excellence. Each week, we'll explore themes of everyday life and talk through ways to escape mediocrity and find true fulfillment. It's season two of the Affirmations of Excellence podcast, and this next installment of episodes positions us to expect the extraordinary in new seasons and pursue excellence in the midst of a shift. Last week, we talked about how the seasons and shifts of our lives can keep us wandering. Nothing makes you wonder more than a season of waiting. Not only do we have questions that need answers, you have to wait to get them. And for how long? Patience is a virtue, especially in a season of waiting. What does waiting look like? And how do we wait in excellence? Let's dive in. Kings and Queens, be sure to rate, share, and subscribe as you listen today. And to support this podcast, visit my page on anchor.fm and click support. To accompany this new installment of the podcast, I've curated a personal playlist on Spotify, a list of songs that all fit the theme of seasons and shifts. Just go to Spotify and type in seasons and shifts and press play. Music is one of my love languages and it keeps me centered. This playlist is made to do just that. Go to Spotify and search for Seasons and Shifts to access the playlist. I love it and I hope you do too. When seasons shift, there's generally a slight change in temperature. The shifting of seasons is directly linked to warmer global temperatures. The changes result in shorter winters, earlier springs, longer summers, and later autumns. Scientists believe that the earlier arrival of spring is linked to recent warming trends in global climate. These disruptions in timing have a variety of effects on human society. This environmental shift, whether faster or slower, is constantly at work to trigger the new growths of plants, flowers, and trees. But in order to see them bloom, we must wait. Dwelling in a season of waiting is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done. This isn't because I'm not a patient person. It's because I love to visualize the future. I literally get so excited about life and the joys of living that I cannot wait to see what's next. I believe God for so much that my optimism for what he can do exceeds the window of time I'm operating in. No, I'm not in a rush and I don't get in a hurry. I just enjoy dreaming big and watching God make my dreams come true. But the waiting is no fun. I do believe in working while I'm waiting. And I also believe that there are times while waiting where we need to be still. In a season of waiting, I have to remind myself that excellence is built through resistance. Consider a muscle. It only gets stronger and can endure more weight when it's stretched and put to the test over a period of time. I've come to learn that a season of waiting is more than just a temporary moment. It's a period of transformation. 
often in a season of waiting, I feel like I'm in a battle with my destiny. And in those moments, the present circumstances and conditions start to battle with my faith. And I always have to go back to the basics. It all boils down to the basics, the simple things, the natural things, the things that come easy. Sometimes waiting can feel unbearable. I have found some of my seasons of waiting to be periods of misery. That's how I felt. But I noticed that no matter how uncomfortable, the waiting was actually doing something transformational in me. Every season of waiting in my life has revealed more and more about who I am and the idols of my heart. The stuff I thought was okay to accept. The stuff that wasn't hurting me, but wasn't really helping me either. The stuff I acted like wasn't there or I didn't know was there. The stuff I was giving way more power to than it actually held. The stuff I thought I needed or thought would bring me joy. I've learned that one of the main reasons God allows us to wait is to reveal to us who we really are. Waiting reveals your motives. It pushes you out of complacency. It debunks the false narrative of self-sufficiency. It hammers you into humility. It puts the man in front of the mirror. It confirms who's really in control of your life. Anytime the pressure and uncertainty of waiting increases, the truth of who you are comes out. And nothing will expose you, the real you, like a season of waiting. But the moment I learned that my season of waiting is a time for me to surrender my desires to God is the moment I found real freedom. My feelings of restlessness and dissatisfaction in the waiting season were an indication that I had areas of my life that I had not given God total control of, like complete surrender. That in the waiting, I was holding on to a life that I thought I was supposed to live instead of the one God was trying to give me. Meanwhile, I'm missing out on true joy, real peace, and extraordinary blessings. In the waiting, I'm reminded that God cares so intimately about every season and every shift of my life that he is only going to use them to bring and create something special out of me. I know that waiting isn't easy, especially for long periods of time. And it's even harder when the outcomes are uncertain and you don't know what you're really waiting for and the reasons why you're even waiting. You're no longer wondering what's happening. You're wondering when something is going to happen. You could be there right now. I know. Waiting on the world to be normal again. Waiting to be done with a major assignment. Waiting to complete a round of interviews or appointments or treatments. You're waiting on a godly spouse. You're waiting to get out of debt. You're waiting for God to say yes, no, or just say anything. In the season of waiting, God is working. And we'll talk about in the next episode what working looks like. But while you wait, he's planning. He's processing. He's shaping and molding you. He's cutting and pruning you. He's stretching and growing you. He needs to either take away or build up whatever is needed for the next season. And however long it takes, you go with the flow and you wait. When I look at it that way, when I see my season of waiting as preparation, an incubation period for the blessings ahead, I have to make my season of waiting one that's absent of worry and doubt. And instead, one that's filled with faith and expectancy. I have to honestly admit the discomfort of waiting 
and then remind myself that God knows exactly where I am and that he sees every intimate detail of my life and that one day the wait will be over. What about you? Do you find it difficult to wait? Do you think God should be moving in ways other than how you see it happening at the moment? Are you in a season of waiting right now? How does it feel? Is it a peaceful, productive wait? Or is it a stressful, worry-filled wait? What have you learned about yourself in the moments where God doesn't move exactly when you think he should? Take a second to think about it. Kings and Queens, when God shifts us into a season of waiting, it could be a test of our faith. We can end up in a cycle of intermittent faith. It's when our outlook is controlled more by external events than internal will. We start the day with certainty and then end the day in doubt. It's when our clarity is more contingent upon our feelings in the moment instead of what we know about the promises of God. Waiting is tricky like that. It will make you forget the things God has already done, delivered you from, and blessed you with. Waiting without faith can steal your freedom and weaken your confidence, but waiting in faith can expose you to the full power and presence of God. Here are a couple of ways you might classify your season of waiting. One, you could be waiting in a wilderness. A wilderness of waiting can be a lonely and dark place because it's in this kind of waiting that God removes self-reliance, strips us of our independence, and self-generated resources, and starts to rebuild our character and makes us check our motives. In the wilderness, you learn how to be still and live on the bare minimum, limit your lifestyle and relationships to the basics, rearrange your priorities, face your fears and bad habits, and center your heart on the most important things in your life. Sometimes God puts us in a wilderness to wear us down, take away the superficial things, and get our attention. It's in this season where we reach our point of surrender and let God shift our focus and transform our hearts. Two, your waiting could be an awakening. One of the reasons we sense constant disappointment and discontent in the waiting is that we sometimes live in la-la land, a fantasy world where we've transferred an imaginary life into unrealistic expectations. When we harvest unrealistic expectations, we have to wake up and get back to reality. Dreams, goals, hopes, and desires are a must. God wants us to pursue them, but we can't fixate our entire lives on whether we reach them all or not aligning them with the will of God. None of these things should be our measure of joy. You could very well be wanting and waiting for something God does not have planned for you. And because the fantasy is better than the reality, you've paused your whole life until you get enough money or get the man or get the job. God will use a season of awakening to remind us that we do not live in fantasy and that our expectations should rest in him alone. Three, your waiting could serve as a reminder. Sometimes, sometimes we get so wrapped up in life that God creates a season of waiting to remind us how blessed we actually are. It's in this type of waiting that we discover blessings we forget about or didn't even realize we had experienced. These unclassified blessings are the things we take for granted or the thing you thought was a setback when it really was a setup, or the hard moments of life that you've carried as a burden that you now look back on and find the blessing underneath them. It's likely that your waiting is a chance to rejoice 
and express some long-deserved, well-earned gratitude to God, or maybe even to yourselves or your loved ones. Four, your waiting could be a discovery of contentment. You may be dissatisfied with life based on what you see happening in the lives of others. You may be making unfair comparisons. Nothing will disrupt your season of waiting more than comparing the size of your blessings and the pace of your life to someone else's. When it comes to other people and what you think their life is like, remember, you are only on the outside looking in. You only know part of the story. And even if you think you know their full story, only God knows how it will end. While you wait, resist the temptation to compare and find contentment. To be content does not mean that you're being complacent in the waiting. It means that you're satisfied with the promises of God and that whatever he's done for others is proof that he could do it for you. Five, your waiting could be a heart check. Sometimes we are holding on to unsurrendered desires. And in this waiting, there's a tug of war. You want something only God can do. And in his time, but you refuse to release it from your heart and let it go. It's a struggle for control, and this struggle is real. Of all the classifications of waiting that I've mentioned, I think this one can have the strongest hold on us. For me, my heart is set on what I want, and sometimes what I want, why I want it, and when I want it disagrees with God's plan. So the waiting becomes a struggle between my desires for myself and God's desires for me. And most times when we have the right desires, we just have to let God guide our hearts so that we can reach them. In the waiting, he checks our hearts and makes us pour it all out until we yield every desire to him. In the seasons and shifts of life, there's a pattern to waiting effectively. Listening to God's voice by dwelling in his word, manifesting his character and his ways, then fulfilling your purpose in the season. No need to become bitter while you wait. Don't start thinking that things will never change for you. When you are waiting, growing bitter is easy to do. It's true that we're not promised an easy time on this earth. But if you let the waiting make you bitter, you will waste your time, your energy, and your emotions. In order to wait effectively, you need to spend time reading the word, praying, meditating, and renewing your mind. Seasons teach us that the one constant in life is change. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 6 tells us to truly be glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. A little while, literally translating to mean a season. The waiting will not be forever, and neither will your trial. Things will shift, and in the dark days of waiting, the word becomes a source of light. In the long nights of waiting, the word becomes a beacon of hope. In the discouraging hours of waiting, the word becomes a voice of promise. And in the lonely minutes of waiting, the word becomes a place of comfort. If life is good for you right now, I'm sure you've gone through a season of waiting and it is very likely that you will experience such a season again. And when you do, you have to hold on to what you know and remember that it won't last always. One of the best ways to wait is to have a thankful heart in every season. A thankful heart keeps us strong, courageous, and humble. While you wait, make a list of the things and the people that you're grateful for. 
while you are waiting for your prayers to be answered, pray for others and thank God for them. You can write encouraging notes and texts. You can send them scriptures and speak words of life into them. You can also worship while you wait. Worship in song and in praise. Pray and thank God for whatever season you are in. Pray and thank God for whatever shift is about to come your way. When we encounter a season of waiting, we find our strength. We find our courage. We find our peace. There is a way to wait that unlocks excellence. When the seasons change and the shift begins, we'll notice that our waiting wasn't in vain because there is growth on the other side. Now that we've considered the seasons and shifts of our waiting, let's pursue these affirmations for the week. Say this with me. Lord, help me find contentment in my season of waiting. I fully surrender and allow God to control my life. I will not be discouraged. I will remain present and seek after God while I wait. If I wait upon the Lord, He will renew my strength. When I wait in faith, I will be rewarded. May my season of waiting produce greater promises and greater expectations. Kings and queens, may you be fully equipped to master excellence in the world this week. Go be excellent and don't forget your crowns.